0: Boom! 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 A side, B side. What side are you on? Well, hello, Adam. Hello, Brooke. How are you <laughs>
1: today? I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing all right. Doing all right. It's you know the dull, the dog days of summer. I think is is what they call it. It's uh, it's definitely feels like we're in that middle of nothing kind of like school's not happening it's there's not much sports going on. It's the all-star break so like even baseball is not happening Just feels very like kind of slow and hot yeah and you know like just there's everything i've got so many cool things coming you know with the kid going to college and you know the the other ones you know getting back into school so right now it just kind of feels like a like a holding pattern but a very like in a very hot in a very hot stuff, very way. hot
1: holding pattern.
0: <laughs> yeah. How about you?
1: Um. You know what? It's good. I, I can't really complain about much. I can complain about the fact that you do not watch Love Island and I have nobody to talk about this show with. And it is driving me crazy because this season is the most savage season I have ever seen. And it is just like, oh, gee, I just need to talk about it with somebody. But nobody is watching it.
0: Well, the funny thing is, I even thought about that earlier this week because yeah, ju- you and I, like a lot of people, have up, uh, downloaded the the new Threads social media app. Mm-hmm. And I saw you post about it <laughs> But at some point where you're like, I need to talk to someone about this. And I'm like, man, I got no idea what this <laughs> she's even talking about.
1: I'm like, I mean, like, it was sad. Like, you're going to have no idea what I'm talking about. But the basic concept is you know, people get on an island, get voted off, just like, you know, you get a rose on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, whatever. But But wasn't
0: there a show called like Temptation Island where it was kind of like the whole thing where it like turns into like a giant hookup?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. But like on here, the whole point is like, to try to find love, whatever. That's what they say. And you like are coupled up with people, but somebody can come in and steal your person. So like if you were to go into the island, and you know you saw okay i really like that girl as they say i think she's quite fit
0: yeah because you know it's british because it's it's love island uk yeah
1: right so then you're like well okay in the recoupling ceremony because you're new on the island they let you pick first you pick this new fit girl well now her whoever she was paired up with is single
0: well the recent the episode huh do do the people get any does the girl get any uh choice in this matter or or... no that's that's disturbing
1: no but so here's the thing it's not like okay so you're in a couple but okay the weirdest part about it is you do have to sleep in the same bed as your couple or you can like sleep outside on the day beds or like whatever but like if you're in the room because they're all in the same room they're all in the same room the couples sleep in the same room
0: um so you and your that that alone i just wouldn't be couple
1: yeah right that's everybody it's one big room with like eight or 10 beds in it and everybody's just in that room. But like if you're in a couple with somebody that you don't really like or you're uncomfortable, there's like yeah, things aren't going well. There's like a living room and then there's day beds cuz they're in Mallorca, so it's gorgeous weather, it's not, you know, whatever. Right. So um so there's ways around it. It's just you can't be like, "Oh, um I'm in a couple with you, but I'm going to sleep in the bed with you." You can't do that.
0: Right. Yeah. I I would I would last about a day. before every every single person in this giant room voted me off because sleep apnea and snoring i could have oh they talk about one of
1: the people on there they talk about one of the people and they're like who is snoring sammy sammy snores and sammy's like yeah but i slept good (laughs) (laughs) so uh, i mean it happens
0: and then you tosses like, the night terrors and the jump scares when I, like, jump up in the middle of the yeah, night. Yeah, you're out and, on like, the day bed. Talking in my sleep.
1: You're out on the day I'm, bed,
0: dude. They, I, I'd be out on a dinghy in the ocean but if yeah. those people had their way.
1: Pretty much. they would be
0: like, we can't sleep next to this guy.
1: They've oh. got you sleeping in the pool I, on a pool float.
0: When I was a little kid, I used to get, like, I'd have friends on sleepovers who would, like, shake me awake because I'd stop breathing and they'd get concerned. I didn't realize it was, like, I thought the my friends were just messing around until like later I was like, Yeah, I think I got sleep apnea. And all my friends from like grade school and high school are like, yeah, no done. dude. <laughs> we've been you
1: trying keep... to tell you that for years.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've been trying to tell you you stop breathing a lot and it's really creepy. <laughs> because you snore and then you stop to breathe. So imagine you've got this dinosaur sound. Rrr, rrr, and then all of a sudden it's <laughs> people were like, Did he just choke <laughs> on his own snore?
1: Oh man. So, yeah, but this show, so basically, like, if you recouple, then the single person usually typically has the opportunity to, like, get to know other people. And then, like, somebody else, they call them bombshells. Another bombshell comes in and maybe they couple up with them. But on the episode that I watched last
0: night, and I'm,
1: like, maybe a week behind because it's, like, every single day, for- however many oh, wow. weeks. Wow. So
0: it's kind of like, it's like Big Brother where it's like going all the time.
1: Yeah. It's just constantly going every single day. And so the episode that I watched last night, a bombshell, like I said, they call this new person that's supposed to like, you know, ruffle feathers, the bombshell, mm-hmm. like, cause they're blowing everything up. Um, she yeah. comes in and she picks this person out of a couple and they're like, okay. And they, the, the big line is, and you could totally have a drinking game with this because they have phones and like the producers will send them text message. And so then they have to read it out to the group. So it's always, I got a text. I got a text. And that's like the line. And like, you listen for it. And it's so funny because they'll be like, oh, I got a text. And like, and then they have to stand up and read the text message to everybody. Um, so this person um, I'm trying not to like give too many spoilers in case somebody wants to watch it
0: and talk to yeah, me I was about just, it. Like, you don't, have, don't have to do it for my part.
1: But but um, so This guy gets pulled out of a couple. And so then the girl and the couple gets a text. She reads it out loud. They sent her home. They were like, you are now single. You are dumped from the island. That's the first time they've ever done that. It was brutal. It was savage. I was like, oh. In any of the seasons Uh that I've watched, it's the first time that they've ever done that
0: was there did they give a reason was there like some? no nope. they, they not just said the now you're or? single
1: no they just said now you're single because this person had come in and taken her partner and so they sent her the text and like well you're single you're dumped from the island so i think they just did it this season they have been doing a lot of different things to kind of shake it up because this is like the 10th season yeah. so i think they're just yeah. trying to like shake things up and that definitely was like oh my gosh
0: yeah, that, like the like road rules and, and real world by the end it became like a I don't know. Maybe they're still doing it, but it was like all. It was also Survivor, and then they had like all these competitions they had to do on top of it. And like challenges, and you're like, wasn't this just supposed to be people living in a house and getting to know each other? Right. Real.
1: Yeah, the real world, and, and, world rules yeah. challenge. I remember. Yeah, I remember that now.
0: It just feels like after a while, they're like, yeah, these are people living in a house that kind of, that's kind of lost its uh interest. So we'll have to keep throwing weird things in there. Like that's. Like, I've thought about it. If Truman Show was real, by the time that he's in his, like, early 30s, they would have had to start coming up with some from some crazy stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. To
0: like, keep people industry, in, in, interested. Like, I know they talked about, I think they had his, his father died at one point. That was a big thing. But, you know, there's just no way that you could have all these shows without having new information New challenges or something new to spice it up. So yeah, new bu- new bombshells.
1: And they do they do funny challenges and like the challenges are even like I feel like this season are a bit like more like hot stirring because they're bringing out like all this old information that but it's making people upset with their partner and their couple.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So. Because, I will never I mean, watch the American version because I just feel like it'll be too tame compared to the UK version. Really? I feel like okay. I'd get bored.
0: You? It wouldn't. You don't think it'd be like more over the top, like Jersey Shore level of just no? Insanity? Because
1: I think it's like CBS or something.
0: Oh, fair. Yeah, like like Big Big Brother, the US version is kind of very tame. I yeah. remember, like fifteen years ago, they would have it on like one of the streaming or not wasn't streaming that but like cable would have it on like some other channel. It was like 24 seven on. And it was like big brother live. and It was just like boring. It was just people in the house, like making dinner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's what, uh, like, I don't know. I can't say for sure that that's what the U S version is like, but I just know since it is on actual television, like yeah, broadcast there's, television, there's only so much they can say or show like, I mean, on the U.K. version, they're dropping cuss words left and right because that's over there. You know, it's not a big deal. They cuss all the time.
0: Yeah, yeah they they don't have the, the same uh, FCC rules no. and the same, you know, like, the what is it, the Parents Television Council?
1: Yes, the PTC, yep.
0: Yeah, which would always, you know, come along and be like, oh, those cartoon characters are too sexy.
1: Yeah, no, there's none of that over there. So if anybody wants to watch love island with me i'd be more than happy to talk about it with you <laughs>
0: Yeah, and just just follow brooke on thread and, yes uh, you, you, yeah and you guys can have a, have a love island uk
1: <laughs> but anyway um yeah i think that's all i got for this week that's what i've been watching yeah. mostly
0: i i have hardly watched anything but the the dog days of summer and trying to work as much as possible and, i mean you know, the normal stuff like a, you know throw in like an episode of almost paradise or murder she wrote i did see the uh the indiana jones movie
1: mhm we talked oh, about
0: that last week wait
1: okay i'm i'm glad you mentioned that because i was talking to my friend luke who sat in for you a couple of weeks ago and he said he had seen this meme where somebody was like getting trolled because they were like i was today years old when i realized that indiana jones and star wars are like in the same universe is that true
0: they're not they're not that no that's never been that's never been set up okay i okay. mean it's this they're, they're both like lucasfilm so they're mm-hmm. the same like company mm-hmm. but yeah they've with all the expanded universe stuff they've never even claimed i mean other than the fact that like like there was the the in i think it was one of the prequels in the big senate scene you had all these uh aliens and you and like in the background you can kind of see like an et looking character oh,
1: so they're okay. like oh
0: it was et in the, the star wars universe but like anything that has been it's been like that where there's like a little you know hint at something uh but th- i've never heard that and I would be today's years old if somebody said that they were the same thing. I could well, see somebody I know being that like, "You I... are
1: both into both of those." So I was like, "I yeah. need to ask Adam about
0: this." That is not something I have ever heard, and I honestly, even if George Lucas said it, I'd be like, "No, George." You're not. There's just there's no benefit to it. It's very strange. I could see like young kids getting confused. Young kids like zennials being like, hey, I haven't really watched the old Star Wars or anything, but not realizing that Harrison Ford is that playing is in both movies because he's so much older. Okay, I mean, I guess, but that that seems really weird. Yeah, it's not, not nothing that I've heard, and uh, I'd be very disappointed if it was true.
1: <laughs> well, because I was like, I've never heard that before, but I don't watch. I'm not a Star Wars person, as you know, and I. I think yeah. the last Indiana Jones I watched was like um God, like the first one.
0: So yeah, so, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean it's that, you know, that was early 80s. So I I was a little disappointed at how the movie did. I enjoyed it. Thought it was a lot better than King of the Crystal Skull. But I think Hollywood is in a bad spot right now where like blockbusters just do we need a ninth mission impossible <laughs> movie no and i, no, I think that they're, they're all they're so out of ideas and then now they're like gonna fire all the writers and use ai which will just have like more bad scripts yeah but it's it's a very strange time for hollywood
1: and well then if they don't reach their as we record on wednesday if they don't reach their um a deal a new deal by eleven fifty nine p.m pacific time today uh the actors mm-hmm. are probably going to go on strike are,
0: yep and i wouldn't be surprised if they do and it, that's going to throw off a whole lot of stuff i mean even just the, the writer strike already has pushed movies back there i know that they've spent a lot of money on streaming and They've lost a lot of money because of the pandemic and people aren't going to movies like they used to. Yeah,
1: but people are starting to go back to the movies. Like, did you hear about, they were calling it Barbenheimer because next week, Barbie and Oppenheimer come out on the same day and like so many people had bought tickets to make their own double feature that they started nicknaming it Barbenheimer.
0: So they're going to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot because if they get all this negative press, when things are finally starting to come back, yeah it's it's kind of we were talking about like uh the difference between the british love island and like the american love island because it's on a network but like the the emmys came out you know the emmy nominations came out today and to really not have a single network show get nominated for anything like everything is hbo or streaming or Apple Plus, or I mean, like, there's, I mean, I guess FX, which is on Hulu. I mean, even yeah. Freebie is getting stuff nominated, and there's nothing like ABC, CBS, you know, not even Fox. Like, it's the, they, it's gone a really far way from like when we were younger, like even the 90s when it was, you know, Fox was the outlier. And now it's like nothing is. Like I couldn't even tell you, other than like NCIS, which is on you know regular TV. I don't think I watch any other scripted show. Comes from like a major of the, the top four like classic network TV networks.
1: Right.
0: right, kind of sad, but they've come a long way. And, and well, you wonder if like because of that, the broadcast rules and the F- the. Uh, FCC, the, the Federal Communications Commission, and all their, you know, rules and regulations have made it so it's just unlikely for stuff to work on network anymore.
1: Oh, network TV. And then, of course, they've all got their own streaming services, but yet they're not but the broadcast like you just said they're not coming up with these award-worthy shows but they're making you pay yeah. for like the stuff that you would reg- regularly watch like on you know they like NBC pulled all their stuff off Hulu and now yeah, it's all now on, it's Peacock. on Peacock
0: and yeah. it's like and, para- and like CBS all their stuff's on, on on Paramount Plus and I mean I don't know where Fox has got stuff but I'm sure Fox still exists Fox is still, but, on, Hulu, still, still on Hulu cuz I still watch
1: like 911 and stuff like that on Hulu
0: Okay well I think isn't is, it, is does Disney own? No, Disney owns ABC.
1: Yeah, Disney owns and, ABC.
0: Yeah, and ESPN. So Fox must be owned by and somebody And ABC,
1: ABC still has all their stuff on Hulu. So I guess they're kind of like, well, you know, we're going to let it. Well, I think the they movie.
0: own Hulu. Like, I think Disney owns Hulu, too. Uh,
1: Well, that would make sense with the bundle.
0: Yeah, because you can bundle.
1: Because I have the Disney ESPN uh, Hulu bundle.
0: Hulu bundle, yeah. I think I do, too, but I don't know
1: so mm. then that would make
0: sense the biggest news of my week that people will be shocked about is i canceled something this week what now yes
1: shut up no you didn't
0: yep. what'd you cancel? Uh, I, I evidently had an audible plus uh membership that was charging me 50, 14.99 oh, dang. every month uh that I just kept it was going on to a card I don't use very often so I just never paid attention and Amazon is clever because everything just says Amazon yeah so you're, and you're like oh is that like and I have like the monthly dog food that comes out like you know regular like stuff I get all the time and I'm like ah I never know which is what but I figured I'm like oh and I had like 13 credits for Audible books so i I used all my credits it took like 20 minutes and just Downloaded a bunch of credits and then canceled my subscription. So pretty, pretty big day for Adam to actually cancel something. I'm I'm very proud of you.
1: I'm very proud of you.
0: It's a whole new me. Only took 42 (laughs) and a half years. (laughs) Have you have they do they make it so hard because you like you you say, Oh, I want to cancel. They're like, Oh, do you? You'll lose all your credits. They're like, Okay, use all my credits. Like, okay, now I want to cancel. Like, well. If you just put your thing on pause, we'll give you a we'll give you some free credits, and if you don't want to pause it, then we can give you a half price for the next three months. Man, this is how I get stuck, but I've, I fought through, and I actually canceled. I think.
1: <laughs> well, you deserve a round of applause.
0: Well, wow, you know, we we all have those moments. It's, it's a growth moment for me. So I've got way too many things that I don't watch enough. But so, Like even. This last week I've hardly watched any TV, but I'm playing for like nine different streaming services. I don't yeah, know, I think it's probably bigger but... more than nine. I was
1: gonna say eight because yeah. you cancel one.
0: <laughs> I did cancel one. I, I need to figure out how to cancel my uh Kindle uh subscription because I also have one of those up there, I figured out.
1: Good lord.
0: Uh, Kindle Unlimited. So uh I'm slowly but surely I'm trying to become a real boy. <laughs> oh man
1: all right so this week uh it's episode 143 yes which means guess what adam
0: i don't go first
1: you don't go first are you okay with that can you handle that
0: i can handle that yeah
1: (laughs) well this week adam i've got something for you that i think you'll enjoy okay it's not uh excuse me it's not all murdery and, and deathy and stuff like that it's actually a survivor yeah. story
0: oh those those are my favorite. we don't get those off as often as like because understandably true crime needs crime yeah otherwise it would just be people making lunch
1: <laughs> but this one is a little there's a little mystery to this one and we'll we'll definitely mm. get into that so all right we'll, we'll we have some room for interpretation. This week we're talking about Ricky McGee or Mee Meji, excuse me, Ricky Meji from okay. Australia.
0: Okay. So Ricky down was, and down.
1: Down Put Don't another
0: shrimp on the bobby.
1: Yeah, I'm not even going to do it. I'll do a British one all day. I'm not going to do Australian.
0: <laughs> that was a horrible Australian accent.
1: So, <laughs> so sorry, Australia. Um yeah. <laughs> Ricky was born in 1971 in Gippsland, Victoria. He described his childhood as a really happy one until the family moved from Gippsland to Melbourne, where, unfortunately, his father took his life when he was, Hmm. you know, younger. Ricky worked a a variety of jobs. He worked, like, as a carpet salesman, a prawn fisherman, you know, shrimp. (laughs) Shrimps. A nightclub doorman, you know, a bouncer. And he was even an electrician. He eventually, through all his jobs and life transitions became a bailiff okay and even in his life on the right side of the law he ended up on the wrong side of the law because he ended up in a fight in perth and then went to jail for that fight and then also uh he went to jail for some drug offenses so he wasn't a bailiff for
0: a long time yeah he, he uh, got on the the other side of yes. the job.
1: so in january of 2006 ricky had been offered a job at a government department in Port Heedland, which is in Western Australia. So, you know, Ricky and his various jobs that he likes to do, he accepted a job. So he sets off on this drive and he's off to uh, Port Hedland. And he's mm-hmm. at the, <clears throat> at the time, apparently he'd made this drive many times before. At the time, he's driving a 2001 Mitsubishi Challenger and okay. he takes the Bunteen Highway for a big part of this journey across the northern territory and the outback. So the events that lead up to what we're going to talk about and Ricky being stranded there's a couple different versions which is why I said mm, okay there's some hmm. there's some some mystery. Mystery here. Ricky ends up stranded. The first story that he says is that he he ended up stranded and some hitchhikers uh, approached him, and they drugged him, and they left him for dead. He later elaborates on this um, situation, this scenario by saying that um his car h- hadn't actually broken down, that he had picked up the hitchhikers and while he was driving, they attacked him. and first, okay, first, he says it's a lone Aboriginal hitchhiker. He said he picks okay. up this, lone aboriginal hitchhiker between the town of kalringy and halls creek he says he believes at some point that this hitchhiker drugged his drink he also mm-hmm. says that um, normally he opens his own drinks from his car refrigerator but on this occasion he allowed this hitchhiker to open it for him later the story changes a bit more and this is the more commonly noted version there was three men sitting on the road They had run out of gas and he offered to give them a ride to the gas station. He also says that while these three men are in his car and they're driving, one of them takes like a syringe that had some Mm. type of drug in it and tries to stab him. And there's a bit of a struggle, but they end up overpowering him. And he says he remembers feeling like dazed and confused and then he blacks out. And that's the last thing he remembers until hours later. He also said that his TikTok... I don't know why I said TikTokers. His attackers... I got TikTok on the brain. His attackers... <laughs> they, were
0: did, t- they were TikTok attackers.
1: They TikTok this whole thing, even though TikTok wasn't yeah. around at the time. Um, He says his attackers didn't leave him immediately. They actually overpowered him. And then they like kind of tortured him for a little bit. He says he later Oof. awoke in their camp and they had a gun, but they never, they never used it on him, fortunately. He says they did bring him some water. And then, after an unknown period of time, they disappeared. But they stole his shoes. But they left him with twelve dollars and thirty cents in his pocket. And then very
0: inefficient criminals, right?
1: Yeah, and such an odd amount. But he says after that, he ends up passing out again. But he says they disappeared. But they couldn't have disappeared because uh, immediately because. And this is, again, where some there's some mystery in the details because he says he passes out again. And then this time when he regains consciousness, he's in a hole covered in black plastic and like some rocks and dirt have been thrown on top. So we've got multiple different versions now because now we've got the lone aboriginal hitchhiker that um, drugged his drink. Then we've got the multiple men sitting on the roadside who'd run out of gas and um, they left him with a syringe. Right. And they've attacked him with a syringe and then they've left him. But then he says he later woke up again and he was in a ditch covered in a black bag. So multiple stories.
0: Is it possible that he was just on drugs? It doesn't really remember what happened.
1: Well, keep that in thought. So he says when he regains consciousness, like I said, he found himself in a hole, covered a plastic bag with some dirt and rockstone on top. And he says the, it was only the attempts of dingoes Remember, dingo ate my bag? Yeah, uh, the, the dingo was tempted to eat him. They were trying to claw at him to get. They're trying to get through that plastic bag to get to him. And he says it was the four dingoes that were trying to claw at him. Is which what is what woke him up.
0: Oh wow! And probably helped him escape by trying to eat him. That's by trying to irony. eat him, right? But yeah.
1: then my thing is okay. But if you're in a bag, and, and again, this is this is pure speculation on my part, right? But Mm -hmm. if you're drugged, you're in a bag, and there's four dingoes. How are you overpowering four dingoes?
0: I would just assume that the dingoes were like, "Oh crap, this one's alive." And and
1: maybe, maybe they were like, "Okay, you know, like." But I feel like it's a pack. They could, yeah.
0: But you would think they could take down a person. Yeah. I I imagine the dingo being like, "Oh man, my bad. You sorry, dude." Uh,
1: but you know what? I'm not in Australia. I don't know. I've only seen a dingo yeah. at Kentucky Down Under. And they were like little. So they were like not full-size dingo. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, don't and, and
0: dingoes aren't as big as a as a like as a wolf.
1: No, 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 yeah. not no. So he gets out of this bag and he's able to like stumble out. And so now he's, of course, Australia, a lot, a big part of Australia is desert. So he's yeah. walking through the desert. Of the Tanami desert for days. He Jeez. says, throughout this time period, you know, because it's hot, it's reaching like 104 degrees in the daytime. So he says, like, as he's walking, there's times where he's just losing consciousness and because heat exhaustion. Yeah. About it. You know, he's got no food, no water. He's out in the middle of the desert, he's trying to survive. So he's obviously going to pass out several times it's never really truly been fully established how Ricky became as lost as he did because he was on a path and then, you know, th- he was taken off the path, but how far off the path was he actually taken? You know, yeah. we don't know. He it's, said, he,
0: he didn't have his, his GPS on so you could no, Google his track his location. Yeah.
1: No, tom, Tom wasn't working. So he says he survived by eating leeches Insects, snakes, ants, and lizards and edible plants, and he says he drank water from, quote, various dams and waterholes. and he scavenged the bush every evening, eating only one meal a day just to stay alive. In an interview with uh, ABC Radio, he said, I ate the leeches raw, straight out of the dam. Grasshoppers, I ate them. But the only thing I sort of had to cook was the frogs, which I slipped onto a bit of wire and stuck the wire onto the top of my humpy, let the sun dry them out for a fair bit until they were a bit crispy, and then I just ate them.
0: Yeah. So he made frog (laughs) jerk,
1: Basically. (laughs) And then he said when water was unavailable, he would, well, just drink his own urine.
0: That's what they say you should do if you don't have water because it's like the body is not super efficient in like getting all the nutrients out. So it's at least, you know, water
1: in there. Right. So he said he'd chill it. How he chilled it? Uh, because of, yeah. in the desert?
0: Uh, what did you Yeah, he didn't bring a thermos.
1: Right. So he said he would chill it to suppress the flavor and then he would drink it. Um, Of course, the temperatures in Arizona... Uh, uh, Oh my goodness. Australia. I don't know why I almost said Arizona. He's yeah, not in comparable. the United States. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Um, I mean, from the-
0: like from like a habitat so, and we do hear about like hikers getting lost in Arizona, New Mexico or, you know, the 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 American West as well.
1: Yeah. So of course, if you know anything, if you've heard anything about the temperatures in Australia, you know, they can be very extreme, very warm during the day, very cold at night. So he created temporary shelters from the sun out of branches, and he eventually found what he said was a decrepit old windmill. He said he made a little humpy out of a feed trough that was uh, at some cattle yards. And he said, obviously, at a mustering point, I thought to myself, I've got I've to I've survive. So he said, so I've dragged it up on top of the dam. I flipped it over, dug a hole. He said, I lived in there for 10 weeks.
0: 10 weeks
1: Ten weeks.
0: So he went full Robinson Caruso.
1: (laughs) And I'm not laughing at him. I'm just like, that is such a like horrific, horrific, like,
0: I mean, I guess after a while you just get used to it. You know, it's not like he's got neighbors to compare himself to like, you know, he's got his, he's got his frog jerky. He's drinking urine. You know, he's got a little house.
1: Also, I had no idea what a humpy was. A humpy is a small temporary shelter that's traditionally used by Aboriginal people.
0: That's a kind of, it sounds like a lead to. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yes. So 10 weeks, that's what the how many days? Seven, 70 days, right? Yeah.
0: It's a long time. That's you know, He could have been in the wilderness in the Bible for less
1: time. (laughs) Yeah. So, of course, after 10 weeks and you're just eating leeches, grasshoppers, and frogs, you know, some occasional snake, you're going to get weak. You're going to get really weak. Um, He got so weak that he was unable to travel far on his daily forging expeditions. At one point, he actually suffered an abscess in one of these teeth. And if you've ever had like a um, a tooth infection or your mouth hurts, like mm-hmm. you can't function. I don't like you can have a toe toe like your toe could hurt. You could have a broken foot, and you're like okay. But when their mouth hurts, it's like you yeah. can't do anything.
0: Because it, it there's never like an off spot when you're breathing, you know, right? Or swallowing. Yeah, it's it's not a good time.
1: Also, if you ever have an abscess and it's not treated. That infection can become deadly because it can get into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So he used a car key, and he like scraped G- the gave, access out.
0: Oof! Gave himself some emergency dental surgery with a T in the outlet.
1: Yeah. So it's pretty he, hardcore. He, everything about this story, he seems really hardcore, right?
0: Yeah, or so, like he's making it up.
1: So Ricky's finally discovered about 50 kilometers, which is about 31 miles from Berendudu Station, which is about 310 miles from Catherine in the Northern Territory. His uh, rescuers were locals and they were um, what they call station hands and their trainers are known as jackaroos. So the question is, what in the world is a jackaroo and what in the world is a station hand? So mm-hmm. a station hand is an employee who's involved in routine daily duties on a station or like a ranch. And they also may be involved in the carrying of livestock.
0: So it's like so, a cow pup.
1: Uh-huh. So a jackaroo or a jillaroo is a young man or a woman that works on a sheep or a cattle station to get, like, experience, to become, like, an okay. owner, overseer, manager.
0: Okay. Yeah. You're like an apprentice.
1: Yes. So you've got the local station hands and uh, the Jackaroos that have found Ricky. So by now he's been out there, what? 70 days, 10 weeks. He's sunburnt. He's starving. He's extremely malnourished. He's been exposed. So he's had to do
0: like emergency dental surgery with a key.
1: Yeah, seriously. So the Baron Dudu station manager, his name is Mark. He said that he witnessed Ricky Miji arrive Uh, He said, and although the temperatures were high, it was also the middle of the wet season during that time, which would have been in Ricky's favor. He said that combined with the abundance of small, wild animals and Ricky's, quote, hearty constitution, uh, his chances of survival were pretty good.
0: Yeah. So it wasn't the worst time to be able to walk.
1: That, According to this witness, he's saying, I mean no you don't want to get lost but if you were going to get lost this is the time you want to do it and you got plenty of animals out here yeah it was just a walking skeleton when he was brought to the station and said that the area that he was found in was one of the most isolated in Australia but again remember he said it was during the wet season yeah it could have
0: been a lot worse
1: yeah the little small animals
0: like that that guy must be fun at parties he's like oh you know uh, yeah you were stuck out there for 70 days but at least it was the right time of year <laughs> right
1: you know? at least it was the wet season and not the dry yeah. season so you know you had some water
0: <laughs> well, what did you have to complain about really
1: yeah he's a real he's a real lively one on yeah. um so now remember the journey started in january so now we're on april 5th up 2006, Ricky has been discovered. He's flown to the Royal Darwin Hospital, where the medical staff said that he was emaciated but well hydrated. Hmm. So well, while he,
0: good, thing, good thing it was the wet season
1: because he had a lot of urine to drink. Mm-hmm. Um. So the police interview, uh, Ricky at the Darwin Hospital, and they dismissed some suggestions that there was any kind of criminal activity on Ricky's part. They said they were unable to find any evidence of any criminal activity at all, really. Like just sounds like a dude have...
0: got lost. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They said they couldn't even find his stolen car. So like five months, you would think it would have turned up some... like, somewhere. like in that yeah. five months, you would have think, hey, there's a random car here. Hey, this you check the tags, this belongs to Ricky. Like, where's Ricky?
0: It's like some it's like off in Sydney with new license plates. With those... Yeah those four guys are having the time of their lives just traveling around
1: he's he discharges himself from the hospital after just six days now remember he's like his, hey this
0: place is way too nice i gotta get back to my Humpty.
1: i need to go back to the the humpty and dry out some frogs make them crispy yeah uh, again his challenger his mitsubishi challenger is never found he, over the course of these uh, 70 days or 10 weeks, he lost 130 pounds, half of his original body weight.
0: Yikes. I mean, that's a heck of a diet. I'm a little surprised somebody hasn't tried to make it a trendy diet, the, the leeches and crickets. I don't and
1: know. Frog jerky I, diet. I really want to lose weight, but I don't want frog jerky or leeches. I just, I mean, raw have you, you ever tried frog so jerky, in- though? No, it doesn't sound like the jam for me. I don't want to.
0: No, that's fair. I don't want to. You wonder if, like, the, the, I don't know. Not going yeah. <laughs> to.
1: Were you totally going go to go off on another?
0: I was. I was going to be like, so just are, could they still be alive? side of? I'm like, nope,
1: no, I'm already. Oh, sick okay. You know? All right. No. Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's not cool.
1: So the newspaper, the Sydney Morning Herald, they report on Ricky's story. And they suggest that there could be some discrepancies or doubts on Ricky's account of the story. They even mm-hmm. They even report that Ricky was attempting to sell his story to a commercial television station. Mm-hmm. Apparently, allegedly, the police had some uh, initial doubts about his story, too, due to his previous minor drug convictions.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm sure they've looked at that and be like, oh, well, this guy's just you know high on something. He's probably only been out there like a day.
1: So Ricky says, look, you guys, I'm telling the truth. You can sit here and try to say that, you know, this doesn't add up or this doesn't add up. He said, but I'm willing to prove to you that I really did what I had to do and I'll go on live television and eat frogs to prove that I'm telling the truth. <sighs> OK, <laughs> so ABC Radio said that uh, Ricky had told his story to them for absolutely free, uh, although um, only after he tried to persuade the station to match a $15,000 offer that he had received elsewhere, Oh, which if you had received a $15,000 offer, would you turn you it down? It?
0: That's i mean i different. guess if he thinks like oh i'm gonna get more from this other station mm-hmm. but w- wouldn't you just turn around and like call that guy back up or was it like limited time
1: offer? i don't see that was right it like right? amazon
0: prime prime days where <laughs> right.
1: going,
0: i'll only give you fifteen thousand dollars for this story today monday <laughs> you or tuesday got
1: today if i don't hear from you by 11 yeah. 59 and then it was like 1201 they're like sorry
0: oh sorry man you missed out
1: So there was a doctor, remember he went to the hospital. So the doctor that treated Ricky initially said that um, it was very difficult to either deny or validate his story as he had responded so well to treatment that was provided by dietitians, nutritionists, and physicians.
0: So this diet that he was on, not only helped him lose weight, but he recovered miraculously.
1: He recovered miraculously. Something
0: in those frogs, man
1: a bush tucker man which a bush tucker is like someone who uh, deals in bush food which is food native to australia so Mm -hmm. a bush tucker man named les hiddens he's considered an expert on outback survival and he did go on to acknowledge that ricky's survival was not as surprising as people might think he said it is possible uh to survive in the bush for up to three years And that there are some areas where it's difficult to survive, and there are others where you can. He said, for example, the area where Ricky was, he described it as dry country, which is pretty severe country. Hmm. But other survival experts say that uh, Ricky's survival was based on his instinct to solve the basic requirements for food, shelter, um, and water. And he adapted a survival mindset that pulled him through. So I feel just, like he just
0: Marie condoed his life only, only what was truly necessary,
1: right? I feel like Les was saying, like, yeah, it could have happened, but I mean that area he was in, I don't know, but yeah, it could happen. Whereas these other people were like, no, 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 he was just so intent on surviving, and like you said, Marie condoing, getting he had to get the joy from surviving that yeah. he was able to figure out food, shelter, and all that. Um, Ricky has written a book on his experience and he also now lives in dubai (laughs) he lives in dubai and he works in construction but that is the very mysterious kind of a bit controversial story uh survivor story of ricky who how did he get out there what really happened did he survive in the bush did he not survive in the bush i don't know
0: there, there's a lot online if you you search for Ricky. He's got there's a lot of there's a lot there's of
1: stuff A up there. lot online,
0: and there is also uh, a, a very. I did not. I was joking about this, but you could buy essence of frog online. Ooh. Oh. And it's according to this website, it it is uh, helps you fa- facilitates experiencing the everyday world as miraculous. Helps one become aware of and to trust in life as a miraculous transformation process.
1: So is that like, I feel like it's like there's that one toad that if you lick it, you start to hallucinate. Is that like? Yeah, but,
0: but wasn't it like always an urban legend or something? Was it? I don't know. I haven't gone around looking at a lot of the frogs.
1: No, I can't say that I have either.
0: I mean, I think I've spent very little time in connection with frogs in my life.
1: I can honestly say that I have never once in life. Wanted to nor attempted to lick a frog or a toad or whatever.
0: Now, would you, if you had a talking frog, would you kiss the talking frog or would you just keep it because a talking frog is cool?
1: <laughs> what is the frog saying to me? Is the frog promising? Probably, it's like, oh,
0: I'm going to turn into like a, a, a handsome prince if you kiss me.
1: Mm.
0: I was like, what do we need more in the world? Handsome princes or talking frog? Right. Oh,
1: yeah, I think we need more talking frogs. So, I'm saying, you know, are you going to like, share your fortune with me talking frog prince because if not then i get more money with you as a talking frog
0: yeah i mean also it's nice to have a friend
1: That's true That's true somebody, <laughs> somebody to talk to <laughs> i was trying to think of the golden girls theme song and i couldn't think of it <laughs>
0: uh, oh. now now i can't think of it. i was like you gotta f-. nope that's the no. Oh,
1: that's toy story
0: that's, that's toy story let this let this be known this is probably the first time on earth that someone has thought tried to think of something about the golden girls and come up with something toy story <laughs> because there's not a lot of overlap. I
1: know. Oh my Although gosh.
0: in a way they're both stories about a group of friends coming together. So That's
1: what I'm saying. When you said you need a friend, it made me think of like the Golden Girls and their their yeah. friends. Thank you for being a friend. See, that's it. Thank you thank for thank you being for friend. being a friend. Travel around the world and back again.
0: Or yeah. is it the road or just the road. live in the the outback for Seventy something days.
1: <laughs> I feel like after seventy days, you probably do talk to frogs and think they can talk back.
0: I mean, it makes complete sense. Well, what was like uh, Castaway? Tom Hanks talked to the the volleyball Wilson. Wilson. Yeah,
1: uh, but there you, you go. really would have
0: thought that Wilson could float, but I'm
1: But that is the wild, mysterious, what truly happened survivor story of Ricky Niji.
0: And we will never know. But I love how the police are like, we don't think anything illegal happened. We have no proof. <laughs> like, the only, like, he doesn't look like anyone was, you know, hurt other than this dude. So we're not going to really look all that into it.
1: I mean, after 70 days, it's not like the drugs are going to be in a system. So if he was drugged, it's, they couldn't prove it.
0: Yeah. Probably yeah. wouldn't have There'd a be no mark physical anymore. evidence. Yeah. No. Probably, like, lucky to have clothes living in the outback for 70 days
1: how did he still have he his car just... keys though that's the other question though if they stole his car how did he still have yeah. his car keys
0: there's a lot of unanswered questions with mr ricky
1: yeah I'm i don't know sure. that
0: i would trust to be a like if, if i was in a car accident and ricky was the eyewitness i'm not i'm not running to get his uh eyewitness <laughs> report <laughs>
1: Oh man, but there you go. That's the B side.
0: Well, I'm glad that the guy that you know, the guy survived, I guess, and, and right. now he lives in you know, Dubai. Dubai as a construction worker. But that that little end note maybe was like, okay, wait a second. He went to Dubai as a construction workers. He now trapped in Dubai. Did they take his passport and now he's trapped there too? Is this but guy are just you really trapped, trapped in
1: Dubai? From what I've heard, Dubai is actually pretty nice.
0: Yeah, unless unless you're like a migrant worker, there's several countries down there that don't treat them so well. So or at oh. least it has been explained to me with the World Cup and all that stuff. So okay. uh hopefully hopefully he's doing okay he's still got his essence of frog going and uh <laughs> he'll someday get somebody to, to pay him for his story. But, uh the A side today is not nearly as exciting or as adventurous uh as Mr. Meggie's uh adventure uh trek through the outback. Uh but today the two thousand twenty-three uh, Grammy nominations came out. We, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, virtually nothing on any network, you know, television show, uh, was nominated. But what I always love about going through the nominations is just kind of like taking a, a snapshot of like all all the cool stuff that came out the last year. And the Grammys are always weird, or the Emmys are always weird. Sorry, Emmy nominations. I think I said Grammy. Emmy I was nominations. like,
1: I was looking like I thought we already had a Grammy, like, but I was trying yeah. to verify they, it real fast.
0: The the Emmys are weird because it's not calendar year because you know the the TV season historically when it was like the big networks like the season starts in the fall and ends in the spring so then the award show happens in you know the summer which is kind of weird because you think about the like the Oscars it's always like calendar year the Grammys is calendar year Tonys I think is a calendar year uh, but the Emmys are a little bit different so it always throws me off and, and because of that there's stuff that is part of the season that is nominated that I forget about. Cause it was so long ago, like mm-hmm. something like Blackbird with, with Taron Egerton uh, and uh, Paul Thomas Houser, which was so, so good. But I'm like, man, that feels like forever ago. I'm so glad
1: he, you don't have to keep up with that though.
0: Oh man. There were so evidently there are over 20,000 voters Woo. in this year's uh, nomination process, which is insane. Like that would take, you feel like that would take a year to just go through. And of course the big names, uh, the big shows got a ton of nominations uh, leading the way was succession, which we talked about with uh, Matthew McFadden a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, scored 27 nominations, uh, which is insane. Uh, Ted Lasso got 21, uh, the wow. bear, which is like Grant so feels brand new. Good. So and every, good. Yeah. That's the one like right now that everybody's like talking about and focusing on that. They only got 13. Uh, but one of the cool things is seeing The new folks, uh, the one of the first time nominations and you've got groups, you know, people that famous names, but have never been nominated before. So this year in the, you know, total nominations, uh, of course, The Last of Us got 24, The White Lotus got 23, you know, so the big noticeable shows, but there were 38 first time performers uh who got nominees uh this year so everyone from you know somebody like jessica chastain who feels like she's been nominated for tons of stuff before uh Taryn edgerton was for blackbird uh james marsden jury duty jury duty did really well i i definitely have to watch it you because you mentioned it. that i should and now it's you know getting nominated for awards uh jenna ortega from wednesday pedro pascal actually got three different awards or three different nominations one for the last of us Another for guest hosting Saturday Night Live. And then another for a documentary that he narrated. So, Which I didn't even know existed. um,
1: Not for The Mandalorian, huh?
0: Not for The Mandalorian. But The Mandalorian's been been nominated twice before. There were two uh, Disney Plus Star Wars series that got nominated. Uh, Andor, which was incredible, was nominated in the the drama series. And then a short, a limited series nomination went to Obi-Wan which kind of surprised me because I didn't think it was that much of a critic darling, and it was so, it was short it was like in in the consciousness but then kind of out of it so quick so that one kind of blew me away uh but did other folks like Aubrey Plaza uh Harry Potter Daniel Radcliffe got a nomination for Weird Al uh which was on the uh was on was that Apple Plus uh
1: I think so yeah
0: there are so, there's so many different ones. Uh, Bella Ramsey, who was the young lady from The Last of Us. Uh, Jason Segel, who I guess had never gotten one. That kind of blows me away. And of course, Jeremy Allen White from The Bear. Uh, but The name that jumped out at me and who I decided to focus on for the A-side today was an actor that's been around for almost my entire life in the public consciousness, but never really a star. Uh, and in fact, digging into his background a little bit, you find out, even after his most famous role, uh, he only got paid $40,000 for it. It had to start working at a, a you know, taking odd jobs like a bartender and working as a furniture salesman in the what? 80s and early 90s just to make ends meet and make his car pay. Uh, and of course, I'm talking again, another of the succession crew. They had, I think, 14 acting nominations like pretty much if you were in the show you got nominated mm-hmm. uh if, if your if your character had more than one appearance you got nominated and people said it's one of the the best final seasons of a show i am still so far behind i'm still in season two so i hey, cannot I'm behind speak you. to this year's
1: i'm in season You've zero
0: never, you're i was like you haven't even started <laughs> right <laughs> like you know as much about succession as i know about love island uk so <laughs> which isn't great, uh, but of course Alan Ruck, who everyone oh, would probably like recognize yeah, he he plays the older the oldest brother on Succession, uh, he's sort of a, a, a goofy guy, Connor Roy, the oldest one but of course, he is most known for being Cameron Fry in Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, which came out in back in 1986, don't you that dare really... forget Spin City, well yeah I'm getting
1: there, I'm okay, getting my there. bad, sorry Man. I pulled an atom on you
0: Yes, he did, yeah. When I was like, Oh, was he on drugs? You're like, Nope, we'll get to that Adam. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> Talk about the Australian guy. Uh, but he was he was in it was in First Day Off, uh, which was the movie he got paid forty thousand dollars for and then the movie made like seventy million.
1: Dang. And he
0: There'll, there'll be an interview that'll be available on our website, bsidebsidepodcast.square.site. You can see all of our uh, links to all of our source material. There's an interview that he did with Cracked a, a few years ago, talking about that, where he was like, I had to get a job because like, no one would hire me. Like, I am not a leading man type. I'm a character actor, but I also like don't look like a cop or a lawyer. Mm-hmm. So I can't really be a cop or a lawyer. And he's so he was having a hard time getting roles. He was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, but in the late eighties, he didn't have a lot more success. I mean, something called Three for the Road, and then Three Fugitive, Bloodhounds of Broadway. He was kind of in Young Guns too, which wasn't even the best Young Guns movie. No. But in the mid nineties, uh, he finally starts to get uh, some good mm-hmm. character roles in blockbuster movies again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was one of the passengers in Speed. He was a guy at the beginning on the bus. Who uh, was basically just trying to get off being a jerk to everybody, and by the end, you know, he's they're all they're all working together in sort of like a uh, Stockholm syndrome sort of thing. Uh, he will. I forgot this completely, but he was in Star Trek: Generation as the successor to Captain Kirk on the Enterprise. Mm. Uh, he was in Twister as one of the storm chasers. Uh, he was in, uh, you know, of course, in the '90s as well. He was on Spin City with Michael J. Fox, so he had the. Mm-hmm. The benefit of working with probably like Michael J. Fox and Matthew Broderick who was at Ferris Bueller's say Off. Always have felt kind of like the same, like sides of the same coin. Like very similar uh, actors, very similar. Like I enjoyed them both a whole lot. Uh, so he was on Spin City, and then of course Spin City. Once Michael J. Fox uh, left the show because of his Parkinson's uh, diagnosis, uh, Charlie Sheen, which I completely forgot. There were a couple seasons of Charlie Sheen replacing michael j fox on spin city in the early 2000s which was just looking back that feels very very strange. yeah uh so alan ruck actually got the job for uh, ferris bueller's day off on Matthew broderick's recommendation and they had worked together in neil simon's biloxi blues on broadway the year before in 1985 and the john hughes said the reason that alan ruck really had no film credits uh no starring roles to that point uh, got the role pretty much because of his friendship and chemistry with Matthew Broderick uh, on the, on the, in, when they did the uh audition and the screen test. Thing. So I, that's kind of cool. He actually, they were real friends in real life. That's why I think it feels so natural in the movie as well. Uh, but he's, you know, been in a lot of little things guest starred in, in TV shows like, like Cougar Town. Uh, he was in you know, episodes of Eureka and Psych and, Boston Legal, NCIS Los Angeles, Justified, Grey's Anatomy, all the, the regular TV shows showing up one episode here or there, but didn't really make uh, a big move into the public consciousness until he got Succession, which came out uh, in first in 2018. So it's been years of just being kind of that guy from Ferris Bueller that and, and Spin City, mm-hmm. but most people know him from from Ferris Bueller before he shows up on Succession, and was not nominated in any of the earlier seasons. Uh, was not seen as the outstanding performer. wasn't getting like a lot of other roles because of it. But now in the final season, got uh finally this today got his first Emmy nomination. Uh, and there's a really cool interview on uh the, the cracked interview that I linked. Uh, that where he talks about how everybody in the on the cast was was reaching out to people that had already been nominated you know they were calling him up Uh, Matthew McFadden we talked about just a couple weeks ago in another episode was one of the first to text him so you see this guy who is now was born in 1956 so he's 67 he's finally getting his first emmy nomination his first you know laurels finally getting his flowers uh, towards the him. end of his career so if you're like me and you're like man i feel really old at 42 i you know maybe maybe life has passed me by and i'm not going to be able to get to do all the things that i wanted to do uh evidently i still have 25 more years yes. before i have to even start worrying about that which is a long time um I don't know that I'm going to make it 25 years because he seems to be in a lot better shape than me. He was actually on his way to uh, the gym when he got the call that he had been nominated for for an Emmy. So, so that's the key. Uh, you that's need probably to, go to the gym. I need I need to start going to the gym and people will nominate me for Emmys. I think that's the direct correlation. Me, so, <laughs> uh, but it's awesome to see uh, the show you know get the the attention and it's cool to see somebody that I've watched my entire life pretty much at various things. Uh, as small parts get the the recognition finally late in life, so pretty cool. Uh, the Emmys may not even happen uh, yeah. because if everybody goes on strike uh, tonight, then they may have to postpone. And the writers well can be on strike. Was
1: it the Tonys that they just recently had, and they did it completely un- I mean, there yeah, were no writers, and they had to kind of do it on the fly. I think, then-
0: the, I think the bigger thing is that if the actors go on strike none of them would show
1: no one them show right yeah, yeah yeah and it's hard Solid to give
0: statues to people who aren't there although that does happen in but if nobody's there i feel like that the tv ratings are not going to be great Because <laughs> yeah. like who would even who would even host it you know it'd be like some like producer that we don't know because they're right. not in, they're not in sag or AFTRA, and so they're they're not striking or somebody across the pickets line just to host the emmys i think that'd be a That'd be a bad career choice. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if it actually comes uh, off and it actually happens, but cool to see a lot of people get their first nomination and especially for Alan Ruck uh, for his performance in Succession. And if you're not into the whole Succession thing, just go watch Spin City or Ferris Bueller uh, because I think part of this has to be a little bit of a lifetime achievement role. Somebody that's been a good soldier within Hollywood for a long time, taking all these different roles, finally getting a little bit of notoriety. And wait, that is... Wait, wait, the- don't oh.
1: don't end the A-side yet. Don't end it Whoa. yet.
0: I'm not... I, I, I wouldn't dare. I,
1: I, I can't remember if we talked about this, but after doing the shows, and that is a SAG-AFTRA um, position, I mm-hmm. think technically I'm SAG-AFTRA.
0: Oh, really? So are you going to be striking? Do we need to tell work?
1: Yes. I think I need to call out. I need to be in solidarity.
0: That's right. You got to get yourself on the picket line Mm -hmm. with one of those like big signs. One of my favorite all time uh, jokes from uh, the late, great Mitch Hedberg is uh, he's against picketing, but he just doesn't know how to show it. (laughs) <laughs> so you'd have to figure out the, the picketing uh system uh but that's that, that's kind of scary i didn't even realize
1: yeah because the, it, is, you have to be are we gonna
0: have to stop the podcast if you go on strike
1: no because we're our own writers so
0: okay yeah yeah oh someone writes this <laughs> right.
1: sorry they're fired <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: meanwhile people listening are like uh i thought they already were
1: <laughs> but isn't that a wild like revelation like i thought about that that's really like, cool i think like technically because it is a sag after position like i it's all weird how I mean, it works, you're a vo- but...
0: yeah you're a voiceover artist so i mean that that's pretty cool that's, i mean not crazy. cool that that like there's there's gonna be a strike and all that stuff but
1: but i mean hey yeah. if it next year helps me get more money i am all for it and i don't <laughs> you know, get you- like residuals you know, yeah, if like the sure. show's streaming, I don't get anything from
0: that. Yeah, they they don't, I'm I'm guessing there's, I, I, well, I mean, I've watched it on streaming, mm-hmm. but I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's probably not getting, like, Last of Us No, you
1: know, I don't think so. G-
0: Game of Thrones streaming numbers, no. but uh, still pretty darn cool. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, now you can end it.
0: No, sorry, and that is the A-side, and hopefully we'll have <laughs> more episodes in the future, unless Brooke is on strike. Uh, and then <laughs> Maybe it'll just be like me sitting here talking to myself, which is very <laughs> interesting.
1: Which you do anyway. So this time you'll true. Just be recording
0: yeah. it. So I just be recording it. It'd be like practice. So, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so check out our website, a side, b side Site. We'll have all of our links to uh, our sources. Like I mentioned, the, the interview uh, with Alan Ruck, some really cool stuff about uh, his career in there. Uh, we've got probably uh, links to the story of Mr maggie uh and his uh, psychedelic frogs in the australian outback <laughs> uh, so if you want to dive into that s- story uh I, we will not have a link to the uh, essence of frog website you can just google that because uh i'm not sure it's, it's real frog until we get some details on that we're not going to promote it unless it's you know the real legit thing so uh, on our website you can also like and follow us on all of the different streaming platforms uh lately a the apple podcast have been the number one listening platform so thank you apple podcast and folks that, that use that but we're of course mm-hmm. on uh all the other ones as well uh you can buy merchandise you can buy brooke of coffee uh so she can get through editing all of this because if it sounds cohesive if my stuff makes sense you could only imagine how much time she has spent piecing my words together to make it sound uh <laughs> at least plausible like it's a sentence so uh that sentence right there was really bad so i can only imagine what brooke's gonna do to that one but uh but yeah and uh did i miss anything
1: no you got it all
0: excellent well and we will hopefully see you uh for episode 144 in the future if we're not on strike
1: all right go sag after
0: yeah go strike (laughs) i mean i'm I'm going on strike too just i'm not a member of anything i mean i wouldn't (laughs) be a member of any club that would yeah, I wouldn't be a member of any club that would take me, I think is the famous line. So, but I <laughs> will go and strike two.
1: Oh, man. All right. That's episode 143. Thanks, Adam.
0: Thank you, bro.